Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 426, recording live from the corner of First and First, the nexus of the universe, on Thursday, October 14th. I'm one of your hosts, Mo. And I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm another one of your hosts, Adriel. And I am another one, Kyle. All right. I think we got everybody. Yep. We'll get into what we did with guns. What we did with guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearm retailer. They have the Bog Pods back in stock. Bog Pods. Bog Just Pods. Say, say it five say, times. Fast. Yeah, say it five <laughs> yeah. times really fast. Bog Pods. Bog Pods. Are we showing the Bog, bog Pods? <laughs> sure. That's okay. them right there. There's it's the, the tripod. Pod. You like squeeze the thing and pop it out and shoot your deer in the face. All right, with a, with a bit more of a steady shot. Mm. Okay. Tripods. If you didn't make it out to a maple seed and you can't hasty sling for, any, for to save your life, use one of those. But if you have been to a maple seed, we expect you to hasty sling. And uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right. Get uh, on that, Mel. Who's got the biggest list? I think it looks like Kelly. So we'll start off with uh, Kelly this week. Awesome, because I didn't change it. <clears throat> <laughs> so oh, it's actually no, the smallest no. list oh okay yeah. sorry <laughs> why don't you go on to somebody else because i'm gonna just was i gotta cough so uh yeah, adriel <laughs> i have the smallest list because i have no guns uh, my okay. <laughs> that i have to keep because they're prohibitive and i can't transfer them to anyone else but uh yeah i got those i got no guns though uh, oh uh, but uh i did get a spotting scope so um precision rifle craft on facebook and youtube was was really like strongly recommending these uh bushnell t-series 15 to 45 spotting scopes i don't have a spotting scope i've got like a badass rifle scope i had a spotting scope before it was an it was like a 200 dollars bushnell yeah uh and it was a piece of crap and it was not worth the money so i used my fancy rifle scope and i didn't bother and my opinion since then has been Spotting scopes are great, but you have to spend a huge amount on them for them to be even worth it. There's no point touching anything at low price. This is 460. I'm going to see if this is worth it. I think it's going to be worth it. Like technology changes over time, right? Yeah. Um, with uh, laser range finders, 10 years ago, if you bought a laser range finder and you didn't spend $700, you have wasted your money because it would be good for golfing. That's it. Yeah. 300 yards, maybe. Uh, but now you can get laser range finders that work for up to a thousand, uh, and they don't have to be six, $700. They can be cheaper. So I'm hoping that's the case with, uh, with spotting scopes these days. I hope that the glass and optics are at a point now where, um, they're better than a rifle scope of a similar price point. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping so. Um, you know what I'd be interested in seeing? You doing a comparison between the spotting scope as well as a good set of binoculars with range on it as well. Well, tell well. you what, 
I have both of those, and they're both going into my review. So, yeah, that's that's exactly what's happening. Um, Now, one problem is that the the binoculars are eight bys, and these are like fifteen at a minimum. So, like the there's a magnification difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took a look through these things. So one one thing that's different with this, rather than a spawning scope, so it's using a folded light path. So that's a little bit different. Uh, and the other is that it's an FFP reticle on this thing. So this is made to be used as a spotting scope for like yeah. PRS shooting, that kind of thing. Yeah. Stick a red dot on top just to get your like initial aim and then look through the lens to, you know, um, do the rest or put a laser on there or something else. That'll be really interesting when I do my review. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's got an FFP reticle in there. This one's mil. Uh, so if your other shooters are shooting with mil, you can actually tell them the hold over. Oh, I, you're two mil to the left, two mil to okay. the right. And that's what you can do with something like this. So I hope it's good. He seems to think it's good. And he shoots PRS more than I do. So okay. I'll just take him at his word for it. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to compare that, that against. Uh, that was um, Lucas Riflecraft. Yes, Lu- Lucas Riflecraft. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I got a uh, little camera clamp on dealy there so i can stick that with my camera on and i can do that with my binos as well and i'm also going to compare it against i don't think it's fair but i'll compare it against uh like that cabal's covenant 7 and i'll compare it against uh which it should beat and then i'll compare it against my citron s3 which is like 1200 bucks which it probably won't yeah but uh that's okay so good comparisons yeah yeah i'll take a look at those i told my buddy to buy a cf 98 i don't know if i mentioned on the air but uh i told him to buy it and so it's in and uh very oily and uh it's it's a nork pistol it's and uh, a lot of nork guns if you buy them they're like coated in oil just absolutely coated (laughs) like rust they don't they don't know the definition of rust (laughs) and uh this one's the same thing. This one's this one's kind of interesting. It's got like the frame is in the grip, like a, a P320 or something like that. Uh, the the similarities between a P320 and that change uh, afterwards. But um, anyways, yeah, my buddy's got that. I've got a maple seed this weekend. It's the last of the year for me and uh, should be good. It's going to be a drum heller on Sunday. Yeah. Still spots available if you wanted to come out. Well, it's going to be chilly in the morning, but it's supposed to warm up afternoon. Get to like 12 or so. So it should be fine. Well, Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I got some reviews out. I got a video review out on the Mantis X10. I saw that. You know, I was okay. So the with the Mantis, uh, it noticed I've got this flat blade trigger on my Glock. And uh, one thing I didn't, well, my buddy's Glock now. Um, one thing I didn't notice about it was that um, it, it's got a very thick, wide trigger on it. And I, I was actually pulling um, a little bit. Oh, I was milking the trigger a little bit over. Yeah. And like I, I had noticed I was shooting left with it. I was like, oh, maybe it's just uh maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just like I'm I'm pushing it that way. But I shot a couple times with that mantis and it's like, oh, use more trigger finger. I'm like, I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll try more finger. And it, it like cured it instantly. So that was interesting because um I don't have that problem with my shadow, but with that Glock with that wide trigger and just where my finger was, I just need more trigger finger on you it. And more. Just, yeah. I just didn't put it together. I didn't put it together until the <laughs> stupid phone told me. It's kind of embarrassing, but uh, uh, at the same time, very interesting. And the other thing I was thinking about was uh, it, it came with like a barrel clamp. If I yeah. have a problem with a shooter at Maple Seed, what if I stuck that to their barrel and saw what was going on at the moment of the shot? And I was, I, I don't know if it's, if it's going to work or not. So I'm probably not going to do it, but I, I'm really curious. So why don't you test it out and like take the kids to the range with, with what guns? I don't 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be at the range this weekend. It's going to be okay. my maple seed. <laughs> No. Maybe, no. maybe if someone's like, uh, uh, if if some weirds going on, maybe I can stick that to their barrel and uh, and see what's going on with their shots. Because you're there all weekend, correct? Uh, I'm gonna go there Saturday, and then uh, yeah, Sunday's the event. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do some shooting on Saturday. So yeah. why don't you do some shooting on Saturday night? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some uh, get some rounds down range. Try out the Mantis. See if it works well for rifles. Because what's interesting about it is um, with live fire is that it it knows because it's got a very sensitive accelerometer in it. It can tell what's going on with the gun just before the shot went off, mm-hmm. and that's very interesting because uh, a lot of people like slap the trigger. It's basically like telling you what's going on with your trigger. Right. Uh, and uh, while that's less of a thing with rifles, when you're doing precise rifle marksmanship, your trigger pull is pretty important. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bet that would show some faults. In, I would actually, uh, I would like you to do it and see what the feedback is because you you do it automatically, anyways, with shooters. And mm-hmm. You can you can diagnose whatever's happening. So it would be good to get the feedback if. The Mantis X is saying that too. I don't know if it'll work or mm-hmm. whatever with a rifle, but if it is, it's got a rifle mode on it. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna we're old school though. barrel and wish she goes. Yeah, Let's see what happens. Uh, got the video review on the Covenant Seven out, and then I got articles out on some flashlights like the NU25, the Mantis X10 Elite. The Daniel Defense Delta 5 Pro, which the video should be coming out shortly on that, and the XT2CR Pro WTF BBQ flashlight. Okay, where are all the articles on my hunting website? Gear? Yeah, okay. huntinggearguy.com and you my YouTube. And, huh? For, weren't you doing something for Caliber as well? Yes, I need to get that over to him. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been a writing like I don't have any guns, so I'm not going to the range. So I'm just like writing and finishing up video articles and video reviews and that kind of thing. Okay. I got like a whole bunch of footage that's like shot and it just needs to be like edited and voiced over and that kind of thing. So that's what I've been like picking away at. Right. Okay. And then uh, I did a refresh on my best Canadian firearms media article the other day. Uh, that's that art or that uh, running article that I have that shows like which Canadian gun mags there are, which blogs, yeah. which YouTube channels, which podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So that's refreshed uh, on the YouTube. I have put how many subscribers each everyone has on it, just so you can get a sense of like how big some of the different channels are. And uh, I can't do that on podcast or anything like that. So no, no, I updated it anyways. Our YouTube following sucks, but yeah. there's more people to listen to the, to the podcast. Correct. Like the, yeah. Yeah, I our, think metrics this... are, our metrics are that we're number one in Canada. That's true. We're number one. <laughs> we're number one. <laughs> I mean, thinking about the format, like um, it's a it's a two hour spoken show. There's not a lot of visuals. Um, it makes like I, a podcast I would listen to definitely. That, that yeah. was that format. A YouTube, maybe not. Maybe with a YouTube, mm-hmm. I'd want to uh, see more, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I do appreciate the people who, who watch. But I hmm? Short in five minutes. That's it. I watch some longer stuff too, but mm-hmm. it'll be like forgotten weapons or something like that. 30 yeah. minutes into a gun or something. Yeah, that's or, true. Or uh, a Fias talking about some gun, talking about the history and going way, <laughs> way deep <laughs> on some gun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah that's it for me. I'm going to have a cold night Saturday night camping out at, uh, at Drone Are you Hall camping in the van <laughs> down by the river? I got a, I got a candle. I got a candle. I'm going to put in like a little candle holder. I'm going to run that all night. You should be fine. You would freeze nice. to death. 
oh, I want them, but you know, just for a little heat. Yeah, that's it for me. Hef, uh, uh, what about you? Uh, not a lot for me this week. Um, I do gotta take my reloading press apart because last time I was loading, it did not want to feed shells into like for the shell coming into my decapping die. It didn't want to feed just right, and so I'd have to reach around and just pop the shell a little bit just to get it to feed. And it's almost like every second shell, so it's pretty brutal. So I'll take that apart and see what is going on there. Might be a con. Might have to contact Dylan and see. Other than that, uh, Superstition Mountain registration opens tomorrow, so I'm going to take my chances on actually being able to go down, and I'm going to register for that. What's the date for that, by the way? That is uh, usually around end of March. What state is that in? Arizona. Arizona, okay. Mm. <clears throat> it should be. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that will be okay by then. Yeah. Yeah, like I got in last year, but it just I couldn't make the trip, and then that was right when lockdowns were happening. Yeah, and, yeah, and everything. So things are opening up. You should be able to go. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully mm-hmm. all the stars align, and it's actually a lottery too. So that's another one. It fills okay. up, and then they, but uh, in a few weeks, we'll get a lottery. They'll draw the lottery and see who actually got in, and they get your notification. Yeah. And then you fill out your forms. Yep, my form six, and then I start looking for other matches around that time that I could possibly hit on the way down. I know okay. I usually try and hit up Utah because they have a Tuesday night steal thing at SUPS right in St. George there. So I usually try and make hit up one of those nights on the way down. And the one year there was actually the Safari Land Expedition multi gun championship the weekend before superstition. So that was good because I was able to hit that up and then go and hit superstition and come back. So nice three week holiday. Three weeks of just traveling from state to state competition to competition. Mm, Two weeks. And then like St. George to Vegas to Phoenix, like that's eight hours of driving total. So yeah, that's horrible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's terrible, especially mm-hmm. like 36 from here to Phoenix. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right, what else did you do? That's that's it for me. Did you fix right. your truck? No, jeez, oh, no. The <laughs> You'll have to do that down, before you go down there. Yeah, I was gonna say it might be important. <laughs> that's possibly. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet. That's another reason why there's not a lot for me because I've still got to find an engine or figure out what I'm doing with that. So, mm-hmm. costy, costy. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Engines, yeah. Engines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it might just turn into a winter project where I just convert it into a diesel, which I've always wanted to do, but never really had the ambition to have my truck down for long enough for me to do that. Wait, Mo, do you know where a guy could find engines? No? Like a 6.4 liter Hemi? No. <laughs> no. Auctions? No. Scrapyards? But... Scrapyards. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a single one in Western Canada from what we've found. Oh, really? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not, not for the 6.4. Yeah. I can well, get the I'm smaller sure that... engine, a 5.7, which yeah. it would be stupid to put that in my truck. A one-ton dually, it'd just be silly to put that engine. So yeah. I'm thinking I might end up going to a Cummins, but we'll see. If I find a cheap engine, then I'll toss it in, and then I'll get rid of the truck. <laughs> okay. Kijiji. Jarrett says Kijiji. 
Or, yeah, and there's not one in Canada on Kijiji. Thanks, Jared. Though I keep looking. They <laughs> look at everywhere. <laughs> you just don't know the right people. That's all. You're just you scouring. Can get you one. Yeah. It won't be legit, but people can get you one. I'm yeah. kidding. You do not. <laughs> anyways, just walk town looking for six four badge. And, oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's it for me. So, uh, Kelly, how about you? Uh, last week I did. I went away for the weekend. Did you kill the breeze? Uh, I spent uh, my Saturday at Milken. It was uh, oh, yeah. the mental marksmanship uh, clinic with uh, Linda Cunningham and, or sorry, Linda Miller and Keith Cunningham. And it was probably one of the best courses that I've ever taken my whole entire life. It was awesome. Not only do and I didn't even shoot a gun. We spent all the time in the classroom and we didn't get out and shoot like we were hoping to because it got so late, but we had such a good time. I went with a couple people that were part of Project Maple Seed. They, they heard about the course and they wanted to go to it. So there was four of us from Project Maple Seed. There was uh, Kelly, uh, Greg, as well as Ross and myself. So senior instructors here in Ontario. So uh, we're hoping to take some of the information that uh, Linda and Keith uh, gave to us and and try and incorporate it in some ways into Project Maple Seeds. Um, well, we do our well, we do our own version of our. It's a very pared down version of what they talk about. But it was such a good time. Um, very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. They do it from uh, positivity based. Um, so everything is reinforcing the positive activities as opposed to saying don't do this or don't do that. Or it's more like verbal abuse is not part of like their learning yeah. structure. No, they don't. They don't oh. really abuse you. Uh, framing. So they we've had them on before and we actually had them on talking about the mental marksmanship. So they, it's, we did eight hours of just talking about how to put your subconscious with conscious as well as your self image and put it together and then how that actually uh, works with performance, etc. So, and it's not just, and I was thinking about this, this is not just with shooting. It's every aspect of your life. So it's really good. I took copious amounts of notes as well. And yeah, so I highly recommend it. It was just one day. It's $250 for the day. And it's probably $250 well spent. You're going to get more from that course as opposed to going out and spending $1,500 on a PRS course. Go and do that course first and then then follow it up with your the next course so they don't have the calendar so i think next weekend is or the weekend that's coming up is one of their last weekends out there but uh they're going to put it to 2022 schedule soon so once that happens i'll i'll post it on facebook or wherever on our website and people can have a look at it as well highly recommend going there uh, it's bucket list for a lot of people who want to get uh, training. So Milken is a premier uh, here in Canada place to go to. So um, I'm going to have them on again. We're going to be talking about wind reading. So Linda and Keith were all all for that. So we're going to have them on talking about that. I just have to get them give them a couple of dates. So we'll figure that out. So we'll be on again. 
and just let you guys in on a secret. So they have the mental marksmanship book. They have wind reading book and they're coming out with a new book and it's going to be up in fall of 2020. Is it fall? Yeah, I think fall 2020. And it's going to be on hunting. Huh. Yeah. So we should have them on to talk about that. How to skin a deer with like a, a, Mm -hmm. a golf ball and a quad and, and a rope. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's a thing. So, yeah, it is. It is a thing. Uh, so, yeah, had a really good time. Um, I didn't do much other than you know the usual stuff that we do. Had a phone call with Adriel as well as our other IITs. Um, I wasn't on that call. I missed one. Oh yeah, that was that was Monday. That was uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we did talk about exactly what tr- Adriel you were just talking about with the mantis X trigger. We were talking about how to how to diagnose uh, trigger problems, what to do about it. So, be interesting, interesting what you have to say. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, uh, we were supposed to go out yesterday and do our Wednesday night is now non skeet night, but we're going to do IPSIX training instead or skills instead. We didn't we didn't go out. Uh, both uh, Kelly and I weren't able to to get there, so I am signed. Or sorry, I'm. After the show, I'm going to be preparing for tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, ladies. All the ladies from the calendar are going to get together this weekend. And yeah, my car is full of stuff right now. I have so much. It's just stuffed. We're going to eat, drink, be merry. Weekend with the girls. So I'm not shooting this weekend. That's it. Cool. Mo Beta is left. And he's coming back. He's coming back. There he is. All right, Mo, what did you do in Guns? Okay, I'm back. <laughs> uh, not much. I've been on a break for two weeks, so no matches, no range trips, no reloading ammo, no dry firing, absolutely nothing. Uh, I have my next match will be like a uh, Halloween match, October 31st at Eastern Ontario. Okay. Um, looking forward to that. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't done. Not intentionally, just worked out that way. After the provincial Ontario provincials, I didn't end up signing up for anything. Um, I met a new friend who, after I told her what I'm interested in, she uh, uh, was honest and said that you know guns scare her, right? Which is, I guess, a normal thing that we hear when talking to mm-hmm. you know people for the first time, whatever. And uh, so, obviously, I filled her in on like you know what's true and. Uh, what's fact, what's fiction. And uh, I'm going to be taking her to the range at some point, not, not too long from now. And uh, so, yeah, so that'll be good because, you know, I actually haven't done that in a while. So it'll be nice to, hmm. to take somebody to the range. Right. You know, I get my two, get my 22s ready rifle and uh, pistol, probably like a 38, 38 special for the revolver and stuff. So nothing, nothing too, nothing I'm too excited. great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. And that's real. That's really it. So, but I'm, I'm itching to get back into some sick matches cause I was on a good streak for the whole summer and, yeah. uh, and then yeah, in the two weeks of nothing. So. Okay. Well, Jay, uh, Jared said that there's a level two in Granville is uh, Saturday and still has a few spots if you're interested. Yeah. I have plans this Saturday else I would go, but thank you, Jared. Okay. 
Um, we'll get into upcoming events sponsored by Telus Alpha. Telus Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at telusalpha.com. From listener Chris, we have the Action Pistol in Guelph, uh, October 22nd and 23rd. You can uh, register on practice score. Uh, from Kevin S., we have the Thunder Bay Combat Club. We'll be holding our uh, last IPSC match of the year on October 24th in Na La Lu. Uh, I like that somebody wrote that phonetically. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Because I would have messed that up 100%. Um, it will consist of four stages plus one classifier. Please bring 100 plus rounds to be safe. Register in advance on practice score for. A $20 match fee was good, or $25 for walk-ons. All right. Uh, we got upcoming maple seeds. Um, somebody's <laughs> typing over it. Uh, tickets available for, what do we got? Drum Heller. <laughs> we, oh, that, oh that, this is a tough one. Winnipeg. Spelling <laughs> <laughs> it phonetically for that. Regina. Excellent. <laughs> and one, and on, Cam Loops is a, that, that was really hard. So, and one spotted Cam Loops. And of course, you could sign up on mapleseedrifleman.com. Uh, we don't have any ladies' days coming up, do we? Nope. No, nope? it's okay. too cold. It's too cold. Okay. <laughs> Has winter come upon uh, this great country? <laughs> like um, no, it's twenty-five degrees here. Yeah. <laughs> Fall has come. <laughs> um, we can get into the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we do we have any news stories? Did we want to talk about the uh, the Keep archer right. the archer guy? <laughs> oh yeah, the archer guy, the archer, the bow and arrow guy. So yeah, was- he had some he had some videos on YouTube. So um, if, if if you don't know, some archer in Norway, Norway, Norway. Yes, yeah, Norway. Norway. Is that, do you consider them an archer mass shooter with a bow and arrow? Um, killed five people and injured one uh, with a. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a recurve. Yeah, yeah well, that's what it looked like. Just, a recurve. just like some super fat dude with a recurve, just like one on a tear fat. in Norway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Killed five people. Mm-hmm. I've always said that a, a bow and arrow would be fantastic. They're very quiet. They're accurate to 20 meters. They're deadly. Clear, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Is this the wrong tack to take, Kelly? No. Is this is this insensitive? <laughs> oh. Mm, sorry. Yes. Go ahead, Kelly. You could handle this one. (laughs) Nope. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's it's interesting, I guess, because it's bow and arrow. It's it's not something that you would typically see. I kind of um, it kind of proves the adage of like crazy people are going to crazy. They're they're going to do this. Yeah, crazy is crazy, right? So Um, he had posted on YouTube that he was going to do this, and uh, no one uh, reported it. Did anything about it? I feel like a lot of these, there's like, there's, there's red, like clear red flags all over the place and uh, not enough people like take it seriously or or do something about it. Mm -hmm. Someone saw that YouTube channel. Someone was like, oh, this guy says he's going to kill a bunch of people in Norway with a bow and arrow. Well, he was charged charged as it being a terrorist act because he targeted specific people. That was Oh, okay. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And they took him alive because how the hell do you kill yourself with a bow and arrow? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. He was talented, um, but not that talented. <laughs> no. We don't have any CCFR legal donate uh, legal fund donations. No, but we uh, have a contest. Okay. You want me to read that? I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, keep your right to defile your guns. Yes, you can still modify <laughs> Dremel your guns. All right. If you listen to Slamfire Radio, you'll hear us talk about our love of everyone's favorite tool, the Dremel. With the way things are going, soon you may not even be able to mod your guns with files and Dremels. But with CCFR Legal Challenge Fundraiser, you can help save your rights and win a chance to Dremel your way to freedom. Hmm. Here's how to win a chance at an Adriel the Dremel (laughs) Demigod autographed cordless Dremel 8220. Wow, Uh, that's amazing. Uh, step one, donate to the CCFR legal challenge by, um, you can do that through their website, obviously. Um, you can, you can send money to finance at farmsrights.ca. I use the password help CCFR, uh, uppercase. All one word. All one. Oh, yes. Uppercase and all one word. Uh, step two, send us an email with proof of donation, name, and contact info at slamfireradio at gmail.com. The draw happens on November 18th. And uh, so far, we have one from Richard L. Uh, Richard L. and Justin H. Yep. So we're officially making it official this time because we kind of talked around it last episode. So. Last episode, I went to Home Depot and I picked mm-hmm. it up. I got the Dremel. And does and does Adriel's signature like up the value of it? Like, yeah. What, what would you say? What would I feel you like say? It reduces the value, but I want to say <laughs> for the purposes of today's show, we'll say it increases it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth thousands yeah. more now. <laughs> yeah. It does come with because it doesn't come in the box. I, I did also pick up a carbide bit for it, which is like key if you want to like yeah. just get into some metal and just mess it up. That is. That does Essential. some real damage. Yep. Mm. Yep. And then, and I did find some stickers and patches and stuff to throw in the box as well. Sweet. Nice. All right. Now I'm out. Uh, okay. Now, now more important than ever, become a member, donate to the legal fund by sending an EMT to finance at firearmsrights.ca. And for our new guns, we have our sponsor, Bolt Action Coffee. Slamfire Radio is a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to www.boltactioncoffee.com. Discount code Slamfire, uppercase, one word. And for our new gun stuff, we have... Uh, what's what a sale on selling in below a uh, 22 long rifle standard velocity, 40 grain, 500 rounds and save 10%. Who's that from? Ah, there we go. Adriel. Adriel puts all these in. He's the gadget guy. He's the, he's the dude that, he finds us all cool or, stuff. Sorry, he says, click here to order from magdump.ca. <laughs> uh, Spectre Ballistics is putting this on, so it's twenty-two dollar. Okay. Yep, and save ten percent, and it's forty-four ninety-six. 
500 grams. That's not bad. S&B. Yep. S&B are, I just find them very waxy. Waxy? Waxy. Waxy. Wax on, wax off. I don't think waxy. The, the, the SK is like real greasy. That yeah. is like gross. Yes. <laughs> but it's so I accurate. Don't like I don't care. I know. I just don't like handling it. It makes mm. me go, ew. Yeah. This is exciting. Uh, Bullseye has Hodgdon powder in stock. So if you're looking for Hodgdon powder, okay. I'm going to need H4350. That stuff's impossible to find. Hmm. Ooh, Six high yeah. score tight group. Little gun. CFE pistols. CFE black subsonic. CFE look, like good, look like good prices too. So mm-hmm. BCL2. Oh. Ooh, BLC2. That's been hard to get as well no h4350 but no one has that stuff that's a really good price for that hmm. that's not bad yep okay. yep good stuff uh this next one <clears throat> delask arms is uh selling out some of their cz grips so they have some low profile so like thin grips for your uh grips, your yeah. cz their aluminum and i got it for 68 bucks so if you needed uh, a little bit of bling, if you wanted those gold grips, uh, now's a chance. Pewter, pewter, just call them silver. Come on, orange, pewter, silver. What's the difference like between pewter. silver and pewter? I like pewter because it's pew pew. Oh, they don't have a picture of that one. Metal color, black, red. I like that orange. Hmm. Anyways, they got some grips. They've also got them for the CZ ninety eight ninety five. One of their 90s. They got some grips for those that are fairly inexpensive as well. Black Box Customs has the Agency Arms Syndicate S1 slides uh, back in stock. So if you're uh, looking for some stuff for your Gucci Glock or your Polymer 80 um, Mm -hmm. and you want like a fancy slide, they got them. They are Gucci. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very nice looking. Okay. Anything else really cool? That's it for the cool. I just look now. I don't actually buy. So I'm like that Marstar one with the, <laughs> with the two Carcanos. Oh my God. I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to tell my buddy to get that. You're just a window shopper. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to like, I don't want to have like boxes stacked up to buy my buddy's place of like new inbox guns that are like, yeah, buy this. And then once, once, once I'm uh, done buying my new house, I'll, I'll, I'll come buy it off of you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll take possession of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just keep the stack building. The stack has to stay the same. And welcome to the show, Dave Hartman from the Three Gun Show. Welcome again. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, I think like two years or something like that. But uh, yeah, you know, since then there's there's been this this Rona that's been going around and uh, ruining a bunch of our matches. Not all of them though. I mean, we still still have a couple here and there. But uh, yeah, it's good to have you back. Well, it's uh, it's wonderful to be back. Um, the uh, the timing it couldn't be better because we are kind of winding down our season a little bit here. We got a couple months of uh, just here's the here's one onesie twosie matches and stuff like that, and then we're getting into the uh, the winter. Mm-hmm. Most people are going out and hunting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're we're basically there as well. Well, I mean, like uh, last time we talked, I think uh, the state of three gun in Canada was was quite different than it is now. Um, we, you uh, just mentioned it before the show here that, uh, we had a, a mass shooter in, uh, uh, in the East of, uh, of the country 
uh, go on a go on a bit of a shooting spree. What were you talking about uh, pro, uh, professional? And then I have an alarm going off during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the alarm to be like, make sure you're on the podcast. That's right? exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so anyways, this this guy went on a shooting spree um, and completely unrelated to whatever gun he's using or how he got them. Uh, our, our prime minister put in some restrictions. So now, like the long and short of it is that for three gun. Uh, we no longer use ARs. We can't use ARs. ARs oh, wow. are all prohibited. And we don't have like AK-47s or anything like that. So um, it's made for a really weird situation where in Canada, for three gun, so we still use like the same shotguns. We still use pistols. All Our pistols are limited to 10. So it's almost like IPSC or USPSA production or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but our rifles, that and, and local here in Canada, we now have local manufacturing capability for AR-180s. Because AR-180s oh, are, are non-restricted. So, like, you've, you've got the BRN-180s in, in the U.S., but we yeah. have a whole cottage industry of, like, four or five manufacturers now of uh, of 180 parts. So, we've got all these weird, wonderful aluminum upper and lower AR-180s. That's interesting. And that's what people are using now is, is those instead of AR-15s. And so, how's that going? Okay. I mean, like, it takes time to, to work the bugs out of that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and I think, like, they're they they cost a lot more and they're not as good as AR-15s like just straight up because uh, there's such a an aftermarket industry that's uh, that's there with the AR-15s and with the AR-180s they have like different gas systems you need, they're they're very specific to to what uh, what length of gas tube you, you need for them and whatnot so yeah yeah a lot of guys uh, like a lot of our clubs have had to open up new divisions for people who were like left stranded who had an AR and that was their gamer gun. And now they don't. And uh, can I bring my SKS? Can I bring my my twenty two? And so we've opened up all these weird divisions for these uh, refugees of, <laughs> <laughs> of of firearms competition because they, they just don't have anything anymore. Well, that's the great thing about three gunners, though, is that we will find a way, right? So just pick up the yeah. next the next gun on the rack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if that's an SKS or a, or a Mosin or whatever other nonsense you've got. M1 Garands. There's, I've, I know a couple of people now who have gamer Garands because, uh, <laughs> yeah, because of our weird mag laws, Garands are grandfathered in. You can still use the eight round end blocks with those. So there's guys running like red dots and brakes and upper, like all sorts of crazy stuff on their Garands. And that's no their way now. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably like once a season we'll all see a grand at a match and, you know, never after that, and uh, they're they're super rare because everyone has like this uh, this nostalgia wrapped up in it. You know, it's a sentimental piece mm-hmm. now. That's crazy to see a uh, uh, gaming gamer Garands gamer Garand three hundred eight usually. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, you can build them from kits, right? So a lot of yeah. these they're they're not like there's no historical value because it was just a receiver when they when they got it, and now it's a it's a gamer three hundred eight rifle. <laughs> and that's a trip. Yeah. Yeah, but no, we, we were still running three gun. We've still been running three gun for the last uh, two years. A lot of our restrictions don't apply to like outdoor activities. So really? all these outdoor outdoor matches have been just fine and they're just going forward. Yeah, that's great. So I didn't follow it too closely, right? Because it doesn't it didn't really affect me. And I was even farther <laughs> away at the time I was in Texas. But the uh, um, the incident that we're talking about, it was primarily pistol related or no, no he he brought a a, brought an AR in from the states, and that was one oh, of the okay. firearms he used. And then I think the other one was in a mini fourteen that he got from an estate. 
the guy didn't have a light like you, you need licensing to have firearms yeah. in canada this guy mm-hmm. did not have licensing but he uh managed to get a couple of a couple so he's a criminal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was actually yeah. prohibited from owning fire yeah history not, history of violence yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. wow police were, police were warned that he had prohibited firearms he yep. chose yep. not to do anything man that sounds like our fbi <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if they don't start the uh the the action themselves they usually don't investigate it so it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting so if the fbi is investigating something usually they got a guy that started it that's how it works here in the u.s <laughs> okay <laughs> they started it they have to little tie up that loose end <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and by the way if anybody ever asks you to go into a federal building and start some shit that guy's a fed don't follow him good tips good tips yeah Yeah. no it had nothing to do with like the the action that they took afterwards had absolutely nothing to do with preventing or wouldn't have Um, wouldn't have done anything about that situation beforehand nothing whatsoever man that's that's messed up and that's usually how it goes here in the u.s too they you know they move to to ban assault weapons when there's like a um a shotgun um killing or something like that and like i don't know I'm, I guess I'm kind of more cynical toward it lately than I was like when I first started my firearms journey, but it's like murder is still illegal as far as, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I honestly don't know what is, what is going to stop people. And definitely it's not laws as, as uh, that incident you're talking about demonstrated, you know, there's, there's uh there's ways around everything. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you're supposed to be on the show right now. Jeez. I don't know what's going on. Pardon me. Okay, take the battery out. That'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's that's where we're at in Canada. But I think most of our leagues. Well, uh, Kyle, you'd be able to comment on this. Most of our leagues are still pretty much outlaw right now, especially because we've we've got all these. We we would use American rule sets and just mm-hmm. straight up adapt them for for Canada and, and make as little changes as possible. But mm-hmm. our rule, our, our restrictions are so weird that's difficult to use. Yeah. Yeah. Just like off the hop, whatever you've got uh, from the U.S. So like uh, our, our mag limits are weird. Uh, our uh, our guns are, you know, different, uh, differently set up than uh, than the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even up where I'm at, our scoring is different than everyone else because most of the rest of Canada still uses the two anywhere. But we're where I'm at. The people who created the league really like the Vickers scoring. So that's what we do. <laughs> what is Vickers scoring? So seems like I should know it, but IDBA target oh, down okay. one down three half second per down. <laughs> well, that's easy easy if you can't if you don't count good, right? Because you can just move yeah. your fingers down. Fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. still shoot them like two anywhere though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I shoot uh, USPSA matches, and uh, I always end up at the bottom because of that. <laughs> like, no, Dave, you're supposed to aim in the center. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The uh, the the, it's interesting that you guys don't go by um, like standardized rule sets because I would assume like with uh, IPSC, like do you, do you not have like an IPSC culture? Oh, that's standard. Oh, it's oh, super standard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. For handguns, so they, it's taken care of. Yeah. Okay. So then doesn't IPSC have like long gun rules that, that y'all can fit into? You can abide by? No, or is it just the what equipment? Is it, USPSC is so multi-gun? Like there, there is a multi-gun yeah, rule that, that we could use. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a USPSA multi-gun. I'm not sure if there's an IPSC multi-gun. Uh, their multi-gun, from my understanding, was just like single gun on a stage. So there, it, it uh, didn't really take yeah. off, I think. I think there was a IPSC multi-gun, but yeah, it was like one gun per, per stage. 
Yeah, it's um, not fun. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, there is one match up here uh, that unfortunately last year and this year didn't go, but they use they're heavy. They actually use the USPSA multi gun rule book. Um, when I Prairie was running fire, matches, right? Prairie Fire, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I was running matches before my range got shut down from doing it, I was actually getting into UML and bringing UML rule mm. set and matches up here for that. Uh, other than that, I know. Free Gun Nation. There's a couple. There's Trigun a couple Nation of clubs that off. use. Ours is modified off Three Gun Nation, yeah. though. Like Lethbridge has has a Three Gun Nation straight up club, and I think they have some in BC. There's one maybe on Victoria Island. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> Campbell River. Yeah, Campbell River. Yeah, yeah. Reg. But mo- most of them are outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> most of them are just like, yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at too. Like most of the uh, most of the matches are outlaw. Three Gun Nation's completely gone. Um, UML I think had four or five matches this year. Um, uh, there's an there's another new sanctioning body that's uh, not not necessarily sanctioning body, but uh, rule set. Um, just recently had Max Leagrandis on the podcast, and uh, he's doing. Um, I always call it the pumpkin spice latte because it's the practical shooting league, the PSL. And uh, <laughs> so they have the, their own, their own rule set, but it's uh it's a really interesting amalgamation of like a lot of, of the um, things that he learned in IPSC um, from shooting USPSA. And then again, from um, let's see all the other, I guess, outlaw carbine matches and stuff like that. So they had a two gun match and it was time plus scoring and they call it points per minute. Because apparently time plus and hit factor are, um, like, trademarked by USPSA or something like that. So oh. they weren't allowed to call it that. But anyway, they invented their whole new target um, and stuff like that for it. So they really did uh, uh, big things with that match. And there's another one to come up here in December. But yeah, as far as <clears throat> well, so the the USPSA multi gun match this year was a PCC handgun match. So. That gives you kind of the idea of the state of three gun in the in the U.S. <laughs> COVID really put a damper on a lot of uh, a lot of shooting sports. Like a lot of people just took their foot off the gas and yeah. just hung out inside and didn't really do a lot. And I think it's like now it's starting to pick up a little bit more, and people are starting to do a little bit more. And then you know the clubs are starting to get going. But even this year was like we had a couple of like false starts. We had a uh, a, a run of COVID in the spring, and that kind of kept us from getting things started in the spring when we wanted to. And then we finally get going. It's like, can we can we go now? Can we go? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and now we're getting another another rush of it here in Alberta. But uh, well, yeah, it's been now that you mentioned the state of three gun in the state, Dave. I when I first come on the show, like what was it five months ago, when we were originally talking, I had posed the question because I hadn't been seeing a whole lot on Instagram or anything for matches, and it seemed like it was dying down down there and we had a little internal discussion wondering if it was covid or what uh what's your you you were just saying that you thought that things slowed down but then i remember hearing on one of your recent podcasts you've said things were picking up so what's the what's the state yeah. there well it's it's kind of tough right because the people that that don't show up to matches you can't talk to them and figure out why they stop showing up to matches you know so that that one's kind of hard but in in talking to um, I guess the people that I've been able to connect with and then, you know, people here on, uh, um, on podcasts and Instagram and stuff. Um, there's, there's not only a, like a high price of ammo right now, but there's yeah. no shortage and that's 
that I think for the most part is, is loosening up, but unfortunately you're still paying 50, 60, maybe 70 cents around for two, two, three, where everyone wants it to be 29 cents. It's like, you're going to have to wait a while, you know? (laughs) So I think I I did some math off of the last two um, mass shootings we had when we had ammo, um, um, ammo rushes and ammo droughts. And it's seven years to, uh, to readjust back down to what the market will bear. But the other thing that everybody's got to remember is like, we, just had like wild ass spending of trillions and trillions of dollars. So like you're nothing is worth 29 cents anymore. So every like a dollar is the baseline for everything. We should just get rid of, of change at this point. But uh, so oh, welcome to Canada. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Getting more and more like each other every day. I know. Right. Yeah. Or like uh, fraternal twins, but um, the, so the other thing is, and I, I talked to several guys that that told me this is they were, you know, they said like, "Hey, look, my wife and my kids have been cooped up for a year, and if I our very first time that we're able to travel, if I go to a match, I'm going to be divorced, and so <laughs> I need to take my family to Disneyland or something like that." And so I'm not sure if if uh, that stuck after that or if we're going to be seeing people uh, coming in again. Um, and one more bad thing before I talk about the good things, but, but then I think also people just figured like, Hey, I didn't shoot three gun this entire year. Usually I catch a couple matches and several club matches. I have a lot more disposable income. I wonder why that is, you know? And <laughs> so they're not buying guns, not buying ammo not traveling to matches. And so there's a lot more disposable income. So it's, it's possible that, you know, people are, are doing the, the prudent thing and saving because they don't know what the government's going to do next or, um, that they're, um, you know, waiting, uh, waiting it out or they discovered a new hobby and something else. And maybe unfortunately something they could do indoors, which is, you know, not good for, for COVID. Right. So yeah. on the bright side, on, uh, did you guys have a run on AR 15s? Did you guys sell a lot of AR 15s? Yeah. Those people will end up shooting three, three gun anyways, yeah. because like, yeah. there's, there's very little you can do with one of those things anyways, like three gun and competition shooting is perfect for an air. Like, what am I going to do with this thing that I yep. bought for like home defense or just in case the Rona zombies came for me or whatever. And now they're going to be sitting on it and they're going to have to look for something to do with it. They're going to get into three gun, give it a year or two. You'll get yeah, well, that's exactly what I was going to go with. The bright side is that there's, you know, a million new AR owners now, and that's pretty much how a lot of people get into three gun is they panic by a, a gun and then they go to the range, punch a few holes in a 10 ring. And they're like, okay, now what, now what yeah. can I do? <laughs> so we yeah. welcome them with open arms when they're ready. Yes. <laughs> you want to, so you're saying that it's already uh, ramping up now. So I'm thinking no. that. No, no I, I don't really see it ramping up now. I'm, I'm still seeing the amount of uh, people that are going to matches and stuff like that. Um, down from last year when we're talking about the same matches. Um, but what I'm saying is, is uh, ramping up or is uh, coming down or adjusting already is the price of ammunition. Yeah. Like it was up over. Uh, so being two, two, three or five, five, six is your benchmark. That was up mm-hmm. over a dollar around mm-hmm. for uh, quite a while. And uh, it's now, I think uh, I priced some at like 50 something cents around. So it's half it's of the, the peak. Yeah. yeah. It's still about, is it 30% here? Is it less? I got some bar and all for 50 cents oh. a couple months ago. I find yeah. that 
ammo down in the U.S. is a little bit more, when we we do a cost basis uh, and analyze that piece, it's a little bit more expensive down in the U.S. to purchase ammo. Where, really? Yeah. We can uh, often get ammo yeah. from other places. Like um, in, in the rush times, we can get ammo from China. You guys can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Three, nah. Cheap 5.56. Five, yeah. Yeah, because they're they're commies, and we can't buy stuff from commies except for <laughs> plastic, <laughs> and, and the entire retail market. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like this, I won't point at the microphone. That's probably made in Australia. It's keyboard. Keyboard is made by commies, but designed in California, so that makes it okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, yeah, the the, the price that price is definitely something. Because if you got if you have to cook off like a hundred rounds of everything and a hundred rounds mm-hmm. of two two three is you know a hundred bucks, that's uh, that's hitting the pocketbook. That buying that crate of a uh, thousand rounds is a thousand bucks. There's a lot you can do with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we did a price analysis on uh, like a match that um, that we were going to shoot this year, and they actually lowered the round count just uh, to kind of you know alleviate people's. Yeah problems oh the other interesting problem is like we can't find 12 gauge anywhere uh, really? yeah really? Huh. yeah it's it's we weren't wow. expecting that one anyway it's coming, though, it's coming our way then yeah you guys can't find it we so the end of that story was it's about 20 percent more expensive to shoot this year which is not that much but 12 gauge surprised everybody because you know the last i mean the the last one that the last ammo drought was like 2012 that we um experienced and that was like uh from sandy hook and you could always go buy uh 12 gauge off the shelf and for some reason this time around like everybody's buying 12 gauge like all, first all the buckshot's gone then all the slugs are gone and then like believe it or not like the number nine birdshot is gone just Weird. completely gone we couldn't find any it was, it's nuts wow the the Sandy Hook twenty two LR shortage was the weirdest one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a mass yeah. shooting, and now twenty two LR is is unavailable. Well, <laughs> I know. There's a lot of things that are going on. It's a layering effect. You got so you do have COVID. Then you had some of the manufacturers shut down because of COVID. Then you had uh, Remington shut down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then you also have Biden getting elected. So that means everybody's buying, 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 buying until, you know, because he does, everybody's buying guns and ammo because, you know, it's buying hedging their bets. Yeah. They're hedging yep. their bets yeah. that something's yeah. going to be banned. Um, and then we had uh, all the riots over the summer. So mm-hmm. people right. that ordinarily lived in air quote safe places um, mm-hmm. were buying guns so they could actually feel safe in their safe places. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking that's one of there's so many layers to it. Why you didn't have any ammo? Yeah, and the ammo that you did cost you an arm and a leg, and uh, we had lots of ammo like nine mil when you guys didn't have any. Crazy. Uh, the prices started to soar, and we still mm-hmm. have nine mil, but it the prices are coming down a, a little bit, but not not that fast. So they'll come okay. down. They'll, they'll, they'll all manufacture have their- ammo up there. Yeah, 12 gauge, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys don't have like centerfire ammo manufacturing plants or anything? We've got remanufacturers. Yeah, remanufacturers, not cheap ammo, though. Yeah. No. No. Hmm. The cheap ammo that we get come in containers across the ocean. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, Chinese, European stuff. Mostly American for like 223 or 9 mil, but right now we're having to buy like PMC and, you know, some other stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. No, it's still there, though. Yeah, but like, yeah, COVID's kind of put a damper on it. I think, you know, 
maybe next year yeah. we'll uh, we'll see a little bit more, a little bit more matches. Mind you, I say this, but like my local club uh, continued to sell out their matches like all year this year. Mm-hmm. They've all been like sold out uh, day one. Yeah, uh, the big summer match that we did was sold out and had like a huge waiting list on it. It's it's been fine. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the other thing I'm seeing locally here is like club matches are definitely selling out. Like there's a lot more participation at them. So maybe it's just that, you know, people can't justify well, uh 250 to 350 bucks for a, a match plus, you know, travel and stuff like that. I mean, just before you even dip into ammunition, you're out a thousand dollars to yeah. go to a match. So maybe that's what people are holding off on. Maybe the risk of travel too, if there's like lockdowns or restrictions or yeah, other stuff. Yeah, that's another thing. So I w- I was working for a rifle company uh, during like the the start and like the the heavy part of uh, COVID, mm-hmm. and I I traveled pretty much the entire time except for the first two months, and so it doesn't seem like a big deal to me. But I forget like there's people that probably haven't left their house. You know, there's people that are still getting uh, food delivered to their door and they're wiping it off with baby wipes before they bring it inside. So yeah, as, as far as like the, the people that, and I, I guess like if you, if you are a three gunner, you kind of identify with risk taking in general, right? Because it's, it's sort of an extreme sport. And then um, there's like not a generally agreed upon rule set. And like a lot of three gunners seem to like that. So maybe it's the, the type of personality that would buck the, um, I guess the cautious path. Hmm. of maybe we should stay in the house and and wear masks and no it's like screw it we're gonna go to missouri and we're gonna hang out with a bunch of other people and touch them hug them and stuff <laughs> <So>. <laughs> throw around kettlebells yeah. and yeah yeah go through tunnels and <laughs> yeah. run around with a with a loaded holstered pistol and a rifle in my hands yep yeah. and then we're all getting in the same place afterwards so yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> without yeah. masks yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah, have to. You, have, you had a question about that uh, fantasy league. Yeah, I wanted to give you an opportunity to go over the fantasy league and what's going on. I think there's till next Wednesday to register for that. Yeah, so uh, through the the twentieth of October. So we're what we did. Um, I guess back it up a little bit here is uh, you know it's basically like fantasy football, fantasy baseball sort of thing. You pick uh, your team, which is a number of shooters. In this case, we pick three from different divisions. And then we assign uh, handicaps and point values to uh, things you can achieve, like first through 10th. And then based on where your person or your team finishes in a match that we've chosen, which is the Vortex shootout, uh, we, we assign points and then the, we choose a winner. So the idea is like you get to have fun playing three gun when you're not even at the match. And we do so many, so much bench racing, like, oh yeah, Steve could definitely be John, you know, that kind of thing. Like, no, 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 his best day. Like John's 10 years younger and blah, blah, blah. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, let's put our money where our mouth is and see who's like actually good at picking the, uh, the scores. And uh, so far we've had like a, a pretty good response to it. We've got uh, over 55 people signed up for it right now. And um, so there's 55 people that are going to play in a game of, of uh, shooters that are in Texas shooting, and then we'll just all be glued to practice score and watching the uh, for updates and stuff. I, it's so funny, um, but it's it's fun because there's been a lot of trash talk on in uh, the three gun talk group and and stuff, uh-huh. and so people think they've got the the best teams, and 
man, if this is, if this is something interesting and something exciting, we're probably going to do it for a whole season next year and do like a series of, of matches, something you can follow along season long. Is it open to people in Canada? Sure. I don't know how you can win prizes, but yeah. sure. Uh, we, see, that's the thing. I plan on winning, and I want that IWI gun, but I can't get it here. <laughs> well, so we'll just keep it here, and you can come visit anytime you oh, want. Oh, that's so and nice I'll, I'll of you. Yeah. You can visit it. See, that that could work. I'm going to be registering for Superstition Mountain tomorrow. I have another buddy that lives in Wyoming who actually makes my holsters and that, so they'll give me an excuse to go to Wyoming, pick up a gun on the way down to Superstition. <laughs> see, now we're talking. See, there's there's a solution to everything for sure. Yeah. Are you driving across the border, uh, Kyle? Or are you are you flying down there? Oh, I drive down. Drive. Fly Ian's going to go down to hard as hell. Internationally, oh, the flying for the shotgun match was enough. Never mind internationally with three guns. Yeah, hey, you get you get first on, first off, escorted through the airport. So you can make sure that you get your guns and your ammo. You're good. Fly with guns. Just making weight. I mean, yeah, that's the hard weight. part. You don't need yeah. clothing. You don't need my bag. <laughs> you, know, you can buy some jeans in the three-pack down there. You don't need anything. <laughs> Throw them out when you're done. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, I think Ian's just borrowing everything. He's just going to fly down and just borrow everything. That's a good Because, like, you imagine, like, driving down to the U.S. with, like, an Air 180 or something like that when there's big, beautiful Air 15s across <laughs> the border, uncapped magazines. <sighs> I was already kind of planning on getting an Air built down there and then just drive down to Brent's place and pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see my AR? <laughs> yeah. pictures. Send it um, to me. But I want to get back to the... Fancy league. So you guys, I think I was looking, you guys handicapped six people in TAC Ops and five in Open. Did I see that correct? Yeah, basically what we did was we picked the uh, the people that had shot the match in previous years, uh, four years previous, and uh, and finished in the top ten. We gave each of those people a handicap based on like how we kind of felt they were doing this year in other matches and their placement at the match previously. So yeah, it ended up being about nine people. Now, uh, since then, since we recorded the podcast, the next day we got the full list of people that were signed up for the match from the match director. And, uh, there's a lot of people that weren't initially on our radar that are actually in the match that have a really good opportunity of winning. And those people are worth double points. So it's kind of, Ooh. kind of fun. Yeah. You might choose a, choose a person that doesn't have any sort of of pedigree at the match before, but they've won all kinds of other matches and uh, they come out, out from nowhere and win. So do your research. Yeah. Yeah. And we're this uh, list. You guys got this full list of the competitors are in. Cause I think it had to be by the time your did your, your podcast was out that only those people that are registered by that time, you're eligible to win points or whatever. That's correct. Yeah. So there's a published list. So uh, we did a whole podcast about it um, and it's just three gun show.com slash three zero five. If you're interested in checking that out, but at that link, the three zero five has the whole list of people that are in the match, what division they're shooting. And then also uh, the people that we've handicapped as well. So all that information is uh, sitting there waiting for you at that link. And um, yeah, there have been people that have signed up and asked if we can put them on the list is like, no man, like, 30 people have already chosen. We can't put you there. <laughs> but uh, but if we do this in the in the future, I know that there's like some software out there for um, 
like uh so adam who was on the the podcast with me he does it for motocross and he can change his um choices like the last minute like up to the night before um and because it's all based on a, a software that runs the program and we're keep we're doing this one on a spreadsheet just because it's the first one where we don't even know if it's going to be cool so i didn't want to invest in a bunch of software and stuff but if uh if this does end up being something that people want to do we'll have that sort of thing where you can change up to the last minute like oh man Kyle join the match. I want him. So go, uh, go make your changes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not down there. <laughs> I don't even break top 10 at the majors down there. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that'd be a bad choice then. <laughs> Bigger pond. Bigger pond down there. Yeah, yeah. More three gun shooters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do That's some research and I'm going to get an entry into that for sure. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah, we've uh, we've got um, a gun to give away from IWI. We've got holsters from LAG Tactical and Weber Tactical scope from uh, actually discount scope from Vortex. Nice. And uh, what was that last one? Oh, magazines from uh, Alice Gunworks. So yeah, we had to mm-hmm. just kind of put this out there. This is uh, something I've been stewing on for a couple of years, and finally we decided to do it. And then all these companies jumped on and said, "Hey, we want to be a part of that. It sounds like fun." Okay, so there'd be no chance of getting the IWI up here, but the mags. Did I convince you to put a rivet in one of the sight holes? And ship <laughs> I will Doesn't set those mags high. down anywhere in the U.S. that you want me to. I will just leave them there and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you uh, do you shoot a twenty eleven as well, Kyle? I, I do. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. It's just limited to 10 rounds. Yeah. I still shoot like 140 mags, but yeah, limited to 10 rounds. And that's the best part of the trip when I go down to the States is bringing my drill out and drilling out all my rivets. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. We can, it's we so can find silly. a place to put a rivet for sure. Well, uh, eighth inch rivet goes in the sight hole just perfect. There you go. Mm. Problem solved. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a silly thing when, when Canadians go down there, we bring a drill and a and a rivet gun and we drill out the rivets and then we go and shoot our match. And then on the way back, we rivet all the guns, the bags oh, again. Yeah. yeah. And then bring well, them back into country. Now they're safe like, again. No, yeah, no gotta, shooting nope. can, can happen. No. Nope. Gotta make them safe. Yep. Yeah. And for like a P mag, they gotta be pinned to five. We've got certain mag laws that allow us to use other mags that gives us higher capacity in a rifle. So like when yeah. I bought my P mags down, my first trip down, I literally just drilled the hole. So I think most of my P mags only hold like two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's good I enough. I don't even measure it. I'm just, I just got to be riveted. I'm not even using these up in Canada. So <laughs> just a minute. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not really hilarious at all. No, it's kind of sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's sad, actually. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it is. It's super sad when you, when you think about like the, uh, um the implications of it but how arbitrary everything is just always makes yeah. me right? laugh. it's like really oh, this, this is legal and that's not yeah, yeah. we win on arbitrary yeah. but we <laughs> still are we still are able to get cheap chinese ammo and, and i know yeah. we win in that i know it's really sad <laughs> yeah. when you got like a 200 250 d60 there that's pinned to like three rounds or well actually that one i did measure so it holds five but still <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Whew, that hurts yeah that, that hurts. one's that one's yeah. sad <laughs> oh, yeah but uh yeah that's that's what we're up to in canada any of you guys have a question for dave 
No. What, what episode are you up to, by the way? Uh, so we are on three hundred five. Wow. Yeah. There. I haven't listened for a long time. Yeah. So it took a little bit of a break last year. I actually yeah, got I a uh, a job and joined the working world, and so um, the project I was working on required a lot of extra time, which didn't leave time for podcasting. But it's good to be back and doing it again. So been going here for a couple months and uh, and getting all excited about three gun and podcasts and bringing all that good stuff to uh, to people again so it's good to be back that's good it's, it's great to have you back on i love listening to you. you have some really interesting guests and uh, i like when you go to the competitions you just pulling people right off of as soon as they screw up a stage and ask them yeah. how they felt about it <laughs> Oh, uh, the three the three gun uh, world is like they're brutal. The three three gun <laughs> memes group on Facebook is oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. constantly attacking each other. Someone drops a gun at a, at a match. They got video. They got a meme of it like that day. They don't even. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just yeah. one. It just floods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I want to know is, are you back in living in a trailer and going from competition to competition? Because you were gone for a long time there. Yeah, for uh, let's see, I started that in like May of 2016, and mm-hmm. um, I spent the winter in Texas and then did that for another uh season. So, yeah, I think I racked up like almost two years inside the trailer, but now I'm I'm uh living in an actual house made of uh wood and fiberglass <laughs> and all that stuff. Wow, <laughs> in, uh, a job, too. Uh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> I know it is, it is kind of boring to see in the same place every single day, but. Now it's uh, it's good to to be here in Wyoming, and you know Wyoming is one of the more free states in uh, in the union here. So it, it's good to be um, back in the American West, and good to be where people think what I would call normally a little uh, the air on the side of freedom. It's kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, not traveling around near as much, just going out and back for matches and everything. So it's okay. been uh, it's been good. All right. Cool. So I do you have a question about this fantasy league? Who are you? your picks and um yeah can i get in on it like with you just yeah the uh so you want to you want to know my, my picks yeah who he picks oh man i don't know if i should tell my picks before so we were going to do this on the the wednesday okay give me two your picks uh, <laughs> two of my picks how, how about i tell you two people that would be good like, okay. i don't want to i don't want to taint it okay so the the way it works is uh the I'll give you a bad choice and a good choice. So my friend James Gill, who uh, a lot of you may have um, heard on the podcast um, before and uh, know him from shooting on Three Gun Nation, he was um, Marine Corps team and stuff like that. Very much a rifleman. He is a fantastic shooter and somehow always ends up at second place. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I know he's always bridesmaid. And so we we had to handicap him as second. So the only thing that he can do is be uh, better than second, and then he gets double points, which is first, but first is not worth double points. So he's a bad bet because the best you can do is 15 points. So you got to pick someone worse than him. So but that's a bad bet. bet. On him. That's a sad – yeah, I know. It's okay. a sad one. Tons of people did choose him, but uh, um, that's a bad bet. So a good bet is there's – there's people that are like right on the bubble. And if you've watched them in matches, you've watched them um, be, you know, 20th place. And then they were, you know, in 15th place. And then the next year it's like, Oh wow, he's playing in the, in like the top 11. Now he's busting into the, into the tens. 
And just recently at a, a match I went to in Missouri, Generation 3-Gun, there was a guy that was so close to putting on like a really good match. And uh, he had uh, some some minor little bobbles. And then his next match, he DQ'd from. So he's going into this match. I think he's got like a little bit of a vendetta. And, and he's also like on that bubble. So it's going to be like go or below kind of thing. So as they say in drag racing, but. Hmm. Okay. Who's that? Um, should we give you this one? Okay. So, so this yeah. guy is, uh, <laughs> you gave us one. Don't pick and you gave us one. <laughs> you should this guy is uh Taylor Olhausen. So oh, he's okay. uh, a guy from Texas and, uh, he's been coming on quite a bit in the last, uh, bunch of, uh, bunch of year, a couple of years, I guess. And just recently I saw him shoot in, in Missouri and I'm like, okay, this guy is ready to pop here. So I feel like he could pull out a top 10 and, and then top 10 is worth uh double points for him. Guess he didn't have a, uh, a handicap. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There's your free one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you win, we got to split the prize. You can keep the rifle because that means I'll just have to come down and visit. That's all. Wyoming. Yeah, there you I go. haven't been to Wyoming at all. You should get visitation rights on the rifle. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Jared Custer. <laughs> did, it, did any of you uh, ever go shoot at Rock Castle Shooting Center in Kentucky? No. No, I, it was on my radar, but couldn't make it happen. No. So they they were, you know, just a, a destination place, just an incredible um, uh, location, like 25,000 acres or something like that, um, backed up to um, national boundaries or national forest boundaries, something like that. And okay. so they could, they could never have neighbors. So it was great. But unfortunately, it doesn't exist anymore. But they had folks that would travel from Brazil and borrow rifles and shoot their uh their pro-am match and uh they just happen to borrow the same exact rifles every year and it seemed that like they had their names on them but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's and I, i've heard of the same thing for uh, uh minnesota matches as well there's a lot of a lot of canadians that come down and shoot uh minnesota matches yeah and uh, saskatchewan guys i think yeah 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 cool. we've seen them at uh trigon and then uh jeff kirkwood memorial match which is uh in minneapolis area and that's a fun one because it has a, a shoot off at the end for the for the entire match. But yeah, every every time I go to a match in Minnesota, Wisconsin area, I seem to run into Canadians. We're nice people. Not like, yeah. yeah. You can tell by the holes in the mags. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, maybe uh, just before we go, just let our list, uh, let our listeners know uh, where they can find out more about the Three Gun Show. Yeah, so threegunshow.com, and we're on all the socials at Three Gun Show, and we've been uh, putting a lot of effort into a YouTube channel uh, recently. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, cool. it's been uh, right. it's been fun to to do that type of stuff. But threegunshow.com is where we have everything, and find us in podcasts uh, wherever you listen to this one. Actually, awesome. Oh, thanks for yeah. coming on, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to uh, to speak to you guys again. Keep keep fighting the good fight. Push back. Never give an inch. We'll do that. Count on it. Or we'll come and visit you down in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> if if not, we, we got room down here. Okay. <laughs> Bring ammo. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Thanks, Dave. Thanks again to our main topic guest, Dave. Uh, it was a great topic on three gun. It was really interesting to find out on the scene from the U.S. and uh, and then comparing to here in Canada. 
listener feedback. Listener feedback sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in farms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, farms accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. Follow Armory DC Gunsmith on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we've done the Facebook comments. Mm, yes and no. Anything that stands yeah. out? Anything that stands out? Yeah. Greg, Greg was mentioning that the uh, the CZ that they have grips for is the 97, CZ97. Okay. Uh, we don't have any emails this week. There were a couple, but they were just like the uh, contest entries. Okay. Okay. All right. No reading time. Darn. Uh, no new Patreonies, or we do have a new Patreoni. Let's see. Let's see. We do. Do we? Yes. Do that's that a, that that's a brand new Patreoni. Yes. Well, Okay. So we have uh, Richard L with uh, five dollars and fifty six cents. Five five six. Perfect. Um, thank you for that. And if you want to support the show, you can through through Patreon. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, anybody have a shout out this evening? Shoutouts. 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 Well, nothing for me. Shout-outs. Nothing from Adriel. How about Kyle? Kyle, do you have nothing a shout out today? For me. I don't. I nothing from you. Nope. Okay, I do. I'm going to give a shout out to Dave for coming on because it's been so long and it's oh, great yeah. to see him. Good uh, guest. Very good guest. Yeah, and I highly recommend his podcast if you don't already listen to it. And I'm going to give a shout out to all my peeps that came out uh, to the marksmanship clinic on Sunday because it was a really good time as well. So great to see us. Uh, learning more so that we can give it uh, knowledge to more people, more Canadians. So we're hoping to do that. So, yep. Okay, that's it. That's it for me. Okay. Uh, my shadow would be to all of you that that put this effort out to get people, new people into shooting because uh, that's like the best way to, you know, fight the fight the bad government and stuff, right. To get the new, because we all, we all obviously believe in this stuff, right. And we care and stuff, but it's the, you know, the people that don't know about guns or uh, flat out say they're afraid of guns. We need to get them, you know, at these ranges and stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, finding out that they're not as scary as they seem. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we're up to, to 2,838. Give us a review on Facebook. Join the CCFR. Very, very important. And uh, we'll see you all next week. See you, everyone. See you. Bye. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over It's time to get a gun